Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Scripture reading for our meditation this morning is actually the psalm that we read responsibly, Psalm 26. But I want you to think first for about a time, maybe when you go over to a friend's house for dinner. You know the person and your friends, and so you've gotten to know each other over a while, but you've never been to their house. So they invite you over to, for dinner to their house, and, and you get there, and they open the door, and of course you say hi, and you do your greetings, but instantly the first thing you're doing is you're looking around. You're checking it out. You're looking at their house. You're trying to figure out what's their house like. And you look around, and you see all these beautiful paintings on the wall hung just so perfectly, and everything's all straight. You look around and you see some beautiful furniture there, a nice coffee table and sofa set. That Oh, it's so beautiful and so nice. Then you look around and you see, oh, the plasma screen hanging a little bit further in the back there. And then you can just smell it too. Their house just has this beautiful smell. And so you say to them in a very sincere voice, but not too excited to, so as that you sound fake, but you say, oh, I just love your house. I simply love your house. Now, what is it about their house that makes you say those words? Why do you say you love their house? Was it the very nice and probably expensive flat screen hanging on that back wall? Was it the fact that their house just has a beautiful layout? Something that you can't really change. It's been built that way, and that's the way it is. Was it maybe that their house was a lot cleaner than yours ever seems to be? Or maybe it was some reason that you can't really pick out. Or maybe it was a combination of all those reasons combined together. But there was something, some reason that made you say, I love your house. Now as you all came in here today and as you're seated here today, it may be a bit difficult to look around and to say those same words. Maybe difficult to say, oh, I love this house. Because one, I know this is not a house. We are sitting in a gym, so I'm very aware of that. But this is God's house. And we've come here to worship. We come here to God's house. And that ought to be something that we say, not just with our mouths, but also with our house. Oh, I love this house. Because that's the focus of the words that we're especially going to zero in on from Psalm 26. David wrote, Oh Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Now, Psalm 26 is a psalm that was written by David. David being that well-known, famous figure from the Old Testament. A man that so many people know about. And on the one hand, he was a fantastic man. A man that had so many great successes. Many would say he was the greatest king that the people ever had. On the other hand, when I say the name David, you instantly think of the many failures that David had. The fact that David was a man who fell into adultery and false testimony and even murder. David's life sure had a range of things that people know him for. But David was a man who desired to worship his God. A man who, as we hear in the psalm, desired to be in God's house. A man who desired to give his God thanks and praise. And a man who came into God's house singing this very psalm that says, Oh Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. And so in a similar way, you and I ought to be saying this very same thing. We too desire to be here in God's house. We desire to worship God, to give him thanks and to praise, praise to be in his holy 
presence. And so with our hearts and with our mouths, as we already had us sing before with little children, this ought to be our song as we come into his house every single week. Oh Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Let's think about that for a moment. Think about that word, glory. Now I did a little research through Google. And if I googled the word glory, this is the definition that it gave me. Magnificence or great beauty. Then I looked a little further and the synonyms Google also gave were splendor, grandeur, majesty, greatness, and resplendence. But I didn't just stop there. Then I also did a Google image search. If I, go I did a Google image search of glory and I looked at all these pictures and so many of them were so much the same. So many of them had this beautiful picture of a sunset. I'm talking just the right colors, oranges and yellows all in that sun. And the sun that's setting right over a beautiful landscape. Trees and land barely touched. Look like they've never been touched by man or animals at all. And then, of course, sitting right there next to that land was beautiful still waters. Almost looks too perfectly still. Or there were other pictures of flowers. These beautiful flowers that had just perfect coloring. All, every single color that was on the flower just popped right off the screen. And it was so perfect, it was so beautiful that everything else in the background seemed to fade in the distance. And so we come here to God's house where God's glory dwells. And his glory is all of that and more. God is splendor and grandeur, majesty, greatness and resplendence. He has magnificence and great beauty and so much more than just what we can picture here on earth. But he is glory that transcends this earth. Glory that is only of a God that we can never even begin to imagine. And the point of all that is that right here, God's glory dwells. Here is God's glory. And we know that for a fact because God says that where his people are gathered together with word and sacrament, there he is. Now I know we're not celebrating the sacrament of Holy Communion this morning, but we do often. And when we do, it's right here. And we also have baptism. We don't have a baptism this morning, but when we do, it would be right here. And we have the fact that we come here and we know that God is here in his word too. The fact that we've read from Romans and from Jeremiah and from Matthew and even from Psalms. We have God's word and sacrament here. So here we know he is. And then even if we go back into the Old Testament, we see that this is a promise God has been making for so long. In the Old Testament, God said that in the temple, that's where he would be. That God's people knew that they would find his presence, be in his presence in the temple. Because in the temple, that was the place where God blessed his people with his great blessings. That was the place in which the people came to offer their sacrifices to God. Now we know today that God isn't tied down to a specific place. He isn't tied down to a temple. The fact of the matter is, he's not even tied down to a sanctuary. We're right here in a gym. But even still today, we know that here God's glory is because here we have his word and sacrament where God gives his blessings to his people. The fact that his people come to him to give their sacrifices, to give their prayers to him. But if that's not enough to know that his glory is here, take the words from Matthew chapter 18. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. For where two or three are gathered in God's name, and that's what we did today, right? 
We started today's service with the invocation by starting in God's name. And I'd say there's a few more than two or three here today. And the fact is that even on top of that, then we have believers. You all look different. You may think different. You have different interests. may have many different differences than you are from the person sitting next to you. But you're all the same. Because you're the same in Christ Jesus. Gathered together in the same confidence that here God's glory dwells. Here God is. And so that's why today we ought to be saying in our hearts and with our mouths so loudly this song from Psalm 26. That, oh Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Because it's a great thing to be here and it's a blessing to be here. But as we know that and we take it to heart, we think about it, we reflect on it more and more, we also have to acknowledge the challenge that's in front of us. The challenge that there are many other places in this world that are much more attractive than God's house. Many other places that may be a lot more desirable to be, to dwell, to make our home than God's house. Now in the psalm today, David says that those who do not dwell in the glory of God they are men of falsehood, hypocrites, evildoers, and wicked people. Now, when you put it that way, it sounds pretty easy to stay away from that. It sounds like surely we would stay away from those things, but it's not that easy. Because every day we are tempted to those very same things like David was. To adultery, to false testimony, to murder, and many more things. That in the moment don't look as bad as it does sound when David puts it like that. Because they don't look in the moment like they're all that evil. They don't seem all that hypocritical in the moment. And when you look back on them, you tend to think, oh, it's really not that bad. Those places are not your home. You do not belong in places with men of evildoers and wicked and, and falsehood because where you belong is right here in God's house. In God's holy house where his glory dwells. So even though you may spend time, unfortunately, in those other places, this is the place where you ought to make your home. This is the place where we ought to sing with joy that here I belong. So one more time, the words from David, God's words through David. Oh Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Now I've already had you all sing it once, but it's my prayer that that be your song truly in your heart and truly out of your mouth, not just today, every single day, and especially every day that we get together here in his glorious house. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. And now at this time we'll gather our tithes and offerings for our Lord. <laughs>